up, get going. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. It is me, your managing editor of Wrestling Inc., Nick Hausman, back here with the penultimate episode of The Winkly. I am your host, and I am joined here as I am and have been for many months now, many years now, it feels like. It may actually be. It's the one, the only Justin Labar. Justin, welcome back to The Winkly. Good to be back on this Rumble Week. Rumble Week. Two Winklies left, ladies and gentlemen. We've got today's Winkly and then tomorrow's. And then starting next Monday, you got to go find us on our brand new RSS feed. We've bought land. We're no longer renting. We own property now. The Wrestling Inc. Daily will start this Monday. The Winkly is dead. If you follow us here on this feed, the Wrestling Inc. audio feed, uh, you will not find us here next week. And you will be sad. If you want to know where we're at, you go over to the uh, Wrestling Inc. Uh, the Wrestling Inc. Daily over on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen through. We're on all of them. Subscribe. Uh, also, leave a nice uh, review. If you've enjoyed this show and you're excited about the new show, go over to our iTunes page. Five-star ratings. Nice comments. That's going to help us get more subscribers here as we launch into our first five-day-a-week schedule over at the Wrestling Inc. Daily. Five days a week. New co-host, Second City ETCs. Uh, EJ Cameron will be on Tuesdays. Fridays will be Christy Olson from After Buzz TV. It's a whole hoot nanny and a holler. And if you want to go uh, a step further, you can follow the new show at Wink Daily, W-I-N-C Daily over on Twitter. Uh, we're engaging with fans there. We're running polls. We'll get feedback here at the end of the show uh, from that uh, account, which we'll be doing uh, on every show here going forward uh, on the new platform. We're going to be engaging you all more out there, playing more contests. Uh, and you can also, if you want to support the new show, Go over to our Pro Wrestling Tea store, prowrestlingtees.com slash Wrestling Inc. Get the new Wrestling Inc. Daily t-shirt. A big dump of Wrestling Inc. Daily stuff there at the top of the show, Justin. I didn't really intend to go that far with it, but once I got rolling, it's like, here it is. Take it in. Well, just so people know, like the more... Uh... You know, the, the more subscribers we have to the channel, the more, you know, positive comments um, that 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 algorithm then helps us pop up higher. So uh, higher you know, when people are searching for, you know, pro wrestling content uh, on the different, you know, iTunes or, or Spotify or wherever. Uh, and that that that's better for the show. That essentially can mean more money for the show. More money means yeah, we can do even more, more traveling, more guests. So it, it helps the. It helps the customer. All you have to do, customer, is just Dude. leave some positive comments and, and do what you're already doing, which is clicking play. That can help us. I love that. I want to take us on the road here in 2020. Uh-huh. We get this thing rolling. I'll come to your town. I'll come to Philly. I'll come to uh, I'll come to uh, Milwaukee. I'll come to San Francisco. We'll come anywhere you want us to come if we can get the uh, the momentum rolling here. And it's already it's already going pretty well here. I'm very very happy with the numbers I'm already seeing. So hardened by that. Thank you all out there. Um, before we get to uh, anything else here on the show, a couple points of interest. First of all, uh, AEW Dynamite is tonight. They filmed it all last night on the Jericho Cruise, uh, the, the Cruise of Jericho, the Rock and Rager, whatever you want to call it. So we are not going to be addressing any of those spoilers here on the show today. You can come back tomorrow. We'll talk about uh, what happened on Dynamite last night, the buzzy news items coming out of it. But we're not going to talk about any of the spoilers here today. So if you're worried about that, listen on, my friend. You will not be spoiled for tonight's show. Uh, also, before we get to uh, the news and uh, the uh, special audio of the day, uh, we want to send our best out to Velvet Sky, who shared the following on Twitter. She said, to all who have ordered off of my website, ratedv.net, or any celeb VM videos, I apologize in depth for the delay in shipping your orders or sending your videos. Please continue to bear with me. I have been suffering from a multitude of unexpected health issues, working really hard to get better every day. But it's taken its toll, and I can, and all I can do is rest. To those who don't wait 
for the order, send me an email and I'll be happy to refund you. Just know that I will definitely get all of you your videos up. Thank you for all being a wonderful fans and for understanding my situation from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate each and every one of you for always having uh, for your support. Love you all. And that's from Velvet Sky. So we don't really know what's going on with her, but it does it does sound like she's dealing with several things right now. And uh, just wanted to start off the show by sending our well wishes to her. Right. That's a nice. Thing. I'm with it. Yeah, with it. Uh, and on top of everything, before we get to the news, before we get to the audio, this Sunday, if you're in Chicago, Wrestling Inc. has teamed up with Freelance Wrestling, and I've even pulled Warrior Wrestling in on this too. They're going to be in the house this Sunday night. Uh, we are doing a WWE Royal Rumble viewing party at Replay in Chicago uh, for years, uh, five years now. My buddy Ross Berman and I have been hosting these at Duffy's in Chicago. Duffy's uh, for the first time had scheduling issues. So I went to my buddies at Replay Chicago, Replay Lincoln Park. If you don't know Replay, it's an arcade bar. It's basically the Foot Clan layer from Ninja Turtles 2. It's got, like, graffiti everywhere. There's all these arcade games you can play for free. There's uh, all these really cool, rare draft beers that they keep on tap that you can drink. It's 21 and up. There's no children there. No kids will be watching this pay-per-view. But the owner uh, I'm very good friends with, he found out I no longer had a home. He stepped in. He's no. We're not only going to be hosting the Rumble this Sunday legally, paying for it, all that. WWE is cool with it. We can advertise all we want. But this is going to be the new home for WWE pay-per-view parties going forward. He thought it was such a good fit. He ordered the next six pay-per-views, Justin, just like that. And wow. So, right? And so we are going to be rocking it, rolling and replay all the way through SummerSlam at this point, potentially forever. They are so all in on this. This is a really cool bar. They already play vintage uh, WWF matches on all the screens while people play video games anyway, you know, Justin. Um, so it's got a real wrestling feel. I talked to the general manager yesterday. They're so on the hook. They're making these posters. They're, they're going all out. They told me they are now looking for vintage pro wrestling arcade games to put in the bar for fans to play while watching the pay-per-views. Is that commitment or what? That's commitment. I, 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 now I have to come to Chicago and do a podcast with you uh, <laughs> uh, uh, at this arcade bar. Yes, I 100% agree. I think maybe when the next time they come to Chicago or AEW's in Chicago, maybe we, we do it then. But uh, I, I'm over the moon with how this relationship has gone this uh, gone this far. It's uh, it's come out of nowhere, and I, I promise you, no cover. Replay Lincoln Park this Sunday night. Come party with me, Ross. Warrior Freelance, it's, it's going to be a great time. Um, all right, uh, and we'll be starting with the kickoff, 4 p.m. Central till 10 o'clock or beyond. We'll do the replay, too. All right, uh, today we got news here in just a moment. After the news, you're going to be hearing the pre- and post-Impact uh, Hard to Kill media scrums from Ace Austin, the current Impact Wrestling X Division champion. I absolutely love this pre-show scrum because Ace talks at length about his love of musical theater, and he reveals which high school theater production made him legitimately cry uh if you know ace he's a very tough guy he plays like a a hard-edged porn star in impact right now what a great conversation i love this hog uh but let's get to it here news you can use news you can use news will leave a bruise um and we are going to start here um with uh some an update on edges in ring return so he was on a podcast called live on four legs now this is a podcast dedicated to pearl jam did you know that did you know such a podcast existed well, I didn't until I investigated this one because of Edge's comments, but I'm not surprised. I think there's a podcast dedicated to any of, you know, to most, you know, the bands that have been around and, and had as many hits as they have. I looked at this and I was like, oh, man, Edge is a hard <clears throat> interview to get. He must just be a diehard Pearl Jam fan is my guess. He, he is. I, I know from uh, I know from a lot of people who, who know Edge, who have worked with Edge, that uh, he would he will sit and talk 
music with you all day long. I mean, he doesn't care if you ever mention wrestling. He will sit and talk music with you all day. All right, good to know. Well, he's on this Pearl Jam podcast, and uh, the host has at least the, the clarity of mind to ask him a couple pro wrestling things here outside of the Pearl Jam talk they have. And he's asked about all the rumors around him possibly returning to the ring in WWE. And he says, it's kind of funny, to be honest, all of these rumors that I've been to Pittsburgh and I've been cleared to wrestle and I've signed a new contract. I have no idea where any of it came from. The last time I was in Pittsburgh, I had my wrist fused in 2013. I don't know. I would go to Pittsburgh to see Pearl Jam for sure, but I haven't been there and I haven't signed a contract. I think I would know. I'll get this tsunami of comments saying, you're coming back. You signed a contract. I really haven't. You believe him? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> you think you think you think that there's there's fire where there's smoke in this situation. You think there really is more to this with with Edge possibly coming back? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know when. I don't know necessarily if it's a rumble. Um, you, you know, I don't know if it's a rumble. I don't know if it's a Saudi Arabia show in the end of February. I don't know if it's the the. I, I don't know if it's mania. You know, if it's on the build to you know on a Raw or SmackDown to build to a mania match, but I. Uh, I have a hard time. Uh, I have a hard time betting against that. By the time we get to, um, you know, the Raw and the Raw and SmackDown after Mania, that he won't be uh, back in the fold in some capacity. Uh, and, you know, and the stuff with me, and I, I haven't seen him here in Pittsburgh, but I can tell you this: I mean, li- living here in Pittsburgh, and and for those wondering who don't know, Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh is where a lot of where is where the guys uh, usually have to go through like their through, through the medical protocol and such. Um, so that that's 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 why Pittsburgh is coming up. Um, it, it, there's been so many times in the past where guys have come to Pittsburgh and they try to you know they try they try to stay at the you know they they try to, they try to keep it cool. There's a, there's a hotel connected to the airport, so maybe they're trying to stay there so they don't have to go out much. But eventually, they still have to go to where they have to go in Pittsburgh and do it. And they can try to be incognito, but oftentimes it's hard, especially if you're a big enough star. You know, you're going to get recognized. And somebody's going to hear or see something. And that's how the rumor always ends up getting out is usually just by fans spotting uh, said person. So I don't know where it started. I don't know where it started, who started. I haven't seen him in Pittsburgh, but usually when these Romans happen, like you said, when there's just enough smoke, you just you put two and two together. There's probably fire. So, uh, I, you know, and, and good by edge. I mean, what, you know, why, I mean, you know, double down on, I guess, right. You know, uh, double down on it, you know, keep the, Keep the surprise, uh, surprise when it is going to happen. Uh, but no, I don't believe him. I think he's just doing the old, the old workaroo here. The old workaroo. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're right here. And I mean, what's he going to do? Tell the Pearl Jam guy, yeah, I'm coming back. This seems like a good spot to announce my return to pro wrestling. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I'm with you, and I, I, I think that there's been enough. Because you, because like you say, this whenever you hear these Pittsburgh reports and where they originate with fans. It's not. It's it's not usually uh, like speculative. It's like somebody saw somebody walking somewhere, right? And there's a there's like tangible. It's tangible. You can do this, you know. You well, and it's, it. and, and it's nuts too. Um, I don't know what this says about some of the fans and then the the, the the dedication and or just <clears throat> a mountain of available time they seem to find. It's amazing to me the amount of wrestling fans that somehow whether it's having whether it's having somebody who works in the airlines and then tips them off or somebody works in the hotel who tips them off when, you know, the wrestler's real name is on the reservation or, or guys who just hear again, hear something and stalk out. I'll, I'll never forget. Um, some years ago, I, I, I flew Vince Russo here to Pittsburgh. Vince was going to do, he was doing quite a bit of stuff. He was, he was doing chair shot reality with me in the studio. He was appearing at IWC wrestling under training school, doing a promo seminar. He, he was doing a bunch of stuff. 
And some of those things were all public that we were doing them, but it, but by no means was it public when he was flying in and he, you know, he was flying in on a different day and, 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 and whatever. And I'll never forget going to get him at the airport. And there were people, there were, you know, probably, probably uh, a dozen people there in the, in the baggage claim area that had like different stuff events that they wanted him to sign. And I was like, what? <laughs> I just, you know, and I've, and I've had other incidents, you know, where I've been with wrestlers at airports and, it's just, it, I don't know. It's, 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 so what I'm saying is, people there, there are just there's a lot of people out there that do a lot of things to see and find people and find wrestlers. So, you know, just to, again, to, just to expand, when you hear when you hear enough of this, it's usually not by accident. Well, I, I don't know if he's back at the Rumble. The Rumble seems like um, seems like a weird spot to bring a guy back like that because I don't foresee Edge. I mean, if he's going to come back in the Rumble, I would think he's going to win it. You know, and right, I, and 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 and. and and I'm going to go really adept uh, on this Saturday. My wrestling reality podcast is going to pop back up Saturday on that wrestling reality feed. So I'll go, you know, super, super in depth there. But yeah, I mean, the Rumble, the gimmick of the Rumble, right, is is, is a Brock Lesnar gauntlet match. So, you know, Ed is the kind of status that he's kind of like a number thirty kind of return. You kind of think if anybody's going to beat Brock, it's going to be a number thirty, whoever that may be. Um, and I don't see Edge's. WrestleMania match being against Brock Lesnar, uh, yeah, so I, I don't either. Yeah, it just it just it, you know, so yeah, it's a hard kind of uh, it's it's a hard thing to, to picture booking wise. Well, um, but again, Saudi Arabia shows whatever. I think he's eventually going to pop back up. Well, but then that's the thing is with Edge too. You know, I could see I could see somebody else eliminating Brock. Edge comes in and wins it, but then who's he going to take on? The Fiend? That seems weird to me. Right. The Edge versus Edge versus the Fiend. Maybe if Daniel took the title, I could see that two guys came back from. From injury here, you know, for a main event match, okay, maybe, but that's that's a bit I of a stretch. See, that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, here's what here's what I could see booking wise. I could see the Monday Night Messiah with his minions taking over Raw. I could see Edge being a response to answer Seth Rollins and to try to take down that the Seth Rollins empire that he's you know he just got the tag titles. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. I could see an Edge Seth Rollins situation. Okay, very cool. Well, let's talk a bit about the Rumble here. Uh, WWE has released the annual by the numbers video for Sunday's WWE Royal Rumble pay-per-view. The video seems to confirm that NXT superstars will be a part of the 30-man Rumble match and the 30-woman Rumble match. WWE has not officially announced NXT superstars for Sunday's big matches, but the video notes that the three brands collide in the Rumble on one historic night. The Observer reporting that NXT superstars will be involved this Sunday, and Shayna Baszler is actually a favorite to win the women's match. Furthermore, the WWE on Fox Twitter account posted a stop and play GIF for fans where you can, you know, start it up, click the screen, it stops, whoever you land on, that's your pick to win the women's match. Uh, the GIF features nine NXT, NXT UK superstars, Basler, Tony Storm, Io Shirai, Piper Niven, Tegan Knox, Casey Catanzaro, Bianca Belair, Dakota Kai, and uh, Mia Yim. So it does look like NXT will have... Uh, some involvement here in the Rumbles match. I talked to Weissman a little bit about this yesterday, Justin, but when I'm looking at how handedly AEW seems to have picked up momentum here on Wednesday nights since the Survivor Series uh, buzz around NXT has kind of subsided, I'm very, very, very surprised they didn't do more to to get NXT's involvement in the Rumble match more prominent and, and to make it feel special that these, these women and men were in there and had another chance to break through and... and uh, and claim their stake in, in the WWE universe on such a big platform, just like they did in Survivor Series. I, I don't know why they didn't go that route again. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, who knows? Tonight's NXT's live uh, against the taped AEW, so maybe on this go-home, 
Planet of NXT, we get a little bit of a <clears throat> of a nod of of of, of NXT's involvement uh, in the Rumble. Um, you know, it could simply be they did all that buzz around NXT. You know, you know, kind of invading Raw and SmackDown, and 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 basically dominating Raw and SmackDown, both in the invasion angle, and then getting the most uh, victories, I believe, um, at Survivor Series. It may be, uh, you know, maybe they don't want to do the big buzz around NXT being in the Rumble if they're not sure if an NXT superstar is going to win either Rumble. Um, you know, so they might not want. You know, I, I don't know. So that 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 might that might be know, somehow a helping hand AEW if. NXT is the Wednesday night brand saying we're gonna be in the Rumble, we're gonna be in the Rumble, we're going to WrestleMania, and then neither and then neither Rumble has a an NXT it, superstar win. That that you know I don't know I'm not sure where where the psychology is here in the booking. It but. just seems a little. I mean I guess to me it's like even if they don't win, right? Like I'd love to see a Matt Riddle out there passionately getting excited about the fact that he's gonna be in the Rumble and Brock Lesnar's number one. He's like I'm gonna get my chance to do what I've wanted to do, but instead he's like mired in this tag team with Pete Dunne as part of the Dusty Classic, and it just. It seems like too much of a disconnect to me right now, man. Like, it's not like they saw, it's not like, you know, in WWE, they saw the momentum of, of the NWO and were like, oh, man, we, I don't know if we should keep doing this or not. We need to kind of rethink what we're doing to, to push the stuff that we, we had going at the moment. They just saw the momentum and they, and they ran with it, you know, to a point where I think some would say they hit a burnout, but I don't think that NXT is anywhere close to that right now. It feels fresh and it feels new. And I think people want to see this brand as a whole, continue to try to claim its spot in the WWE landscape. And I saw this as a, another opera different in a different way, but something real similar to what they did with Survivor Series that people like so much. Well, but that said about the disconnect, there's been a disconnect in general about the Rumble, I think, as a whole this year. Um, again, it, it's, the, you know, the gimm- it's, it's, it's a gimmicky Rumble because, again, it's, it's, a, it's a Brock Lesnar gauntlet match, and, and Brock and Heyman have been on, you know, and, and cutting their promos and what have you. So, like, they've been promoting Rumble, but they're basically the only ones promoting Rumble. Agreed. You know, it hasn't been, you know, we didn't, we didn't, you know, we didn't see the big uh, locker room empties, ring fills up, ending to Raw, where, as they normally do as you uh, are going home to Rumble. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're uh, I know it's not the first now, but there hasn't been nearly as much hype about the women in the Rumble, the women's Rumble match this year. So I, you know, so I think, yeah, there's been a disconnect with NXT, but I think there's been a disconnect company wide. And again, maybe one of the reasons why they're not, shouting from the top of the mountain that NXT is going to be in the Rumble like they did with Survivor Series is because, of you know, the Rumble oftentimes, they don't figure out who all 30 are going to be sometimes until the day before. So once they figure out, you know, who's surprises, who's this, who's that, you know, so it might be a case where they just, they don't want to do that because they don't know we might have 10 NXT superstars in the Men's Rumble. We might only have three. You know, they, they might not know. So hmm. it just, you know, so that's kind of like, let, let's not let's not commit ourselves via promotion. Seems- if we have 10 NXT superstars in it, we'll tout it after. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, 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 I can very easily see it being a case of they, they just don't know. It seemed, um, it, it seemed like such a layup, though, when there were those rumors or backstage news, segment, whatever bits cutting out, about a 10-10-10, right? 10 NXT, 10 Raw, 10 SmackDown. It was very similar to the Survivor Series format, but again, different because now you're not on teams. It's every man for yourself. I'd have just gone with it. You know, you could still put Brock as the first entrant from Raw, pick nine other guys, but then give – Give all of these other guys a chance to to, to uh, men and women to 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 cut passionate promos to make their case. You know, right now you're right; it's like a thing. They're like, "Oh, okay, cool. Well, you know, I guess we'll see what happens." But I, I feel like you could have given this, uh, uh, you could have given more talent here a platform to really shine, even if they don't win. You know, to make a compelling case here. 
that they do deserve I to think, be in that spot. I, I think that 10, 10, and 10, I think, I think we might see it in future years, and maybe we would have saw it this year. But I think somewhere along the way, when it was decided, okay, we don't have an opponent or we don't want to have an opponent for Brock at Rumble. Let's let's make Brock the attraction in the Rumble. I think once you do that, again, you don't want to be committed to 10, 10, and 10. You want to now be able to have whatever numbers you have to organize and have the Rumble match flow and build out whatever you're intending to build out. But I think in future years, uh, we could easily see a 10, 10, 10 kind of situation. Well, uh, well, last bit on the Rumble here. Uh, first of all, CM Punk was back on WWE backstage last night. Bit of confusion following Raw because uh, he was not included in the advertisement for WWE backstage on Raw. Did you catch that, Justin? I did. What did you think of that? What do you think? Why do you think that was? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I really actually wasn't too surprised by this. I mean, if we had not, you know. if we had not seen him on the show last night, I would have thought there. I would have been more committed to the idea that this guy is going to be possibly a surprise Rumble entrant. But since he did appear and he did this like faux Royal Rumble styled entrance on the show, if you go and watch it, where he does the whole thing and he does the touching of the ground and he says it's clobbering time and all that and he gets in the ring so he kind of got that out of his system right um it didn't seem to me like the guy was going to be in the rumble this sunday how about you justin uh, i wouldn't say that dissuaded me I, I don't think there's any i mean I, there's nothing <clears throat> if he will be honest with you if he wasn't on backstage had he not been on last night which was the night he had been advertised for for several weeks sure. they said he's gonna, they said he's gonna return on, on, on last night's date had he not been on last night uh, my first thought would have not been, oh, he's not on because he's going to be in the Rumble. My first thought would have been, oh, uh, WWE's you know, pissed at Fox for, for, for some of the comments Punk's made, especially the stuff with The Miz and, and whatever, and that he's, and he's been taken off something related, at least, he, at least for this particular show, whether, whether you know, whatever. That, that, I would have thought that first. Um, nothing he says or does on backstage <clears throat> really would have swayed me one way or the other of yes or no, he's going to be you know, in the rumble. I, I still think the possibility is the same percentage for me, at least of him being in the rumble as it was prior to last night's show. Okay. Fair. Well, he did talk about the rumble on the show last night. Uh, he said he thought Keith Lee should win saying, uh, we got to go. We got to get going with Keith Lee. I think he needs to chuck rock over the top rope, win the whole thing. Uh, Keith Lee has responded saying, should I ever have the privilege of meeting Mr. Punk? I shall be certain to express my gratitude. The sentiment is most appreciated. Obviously I think many would say Keith Lee is a long shot here, but I think Punk is is onto something here. I think again, kind of like the, the the soapbox I got up on there just a second ago about put more of a focus on these NXT talents. I think Punk sees what a lot of other fans are seeing, which is there's talent here that if you decided to run with them out of nowhere and make a new star like a Keith Lee, I think the fans would be along for that ride. It's something different that we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, I mean, th there's a golden opportunity here. <clears throat> there's a golden opportunity to have somebody into the rumble that, that would be otherwise more unsuspecting. Now, mind you, while we're fantasy booking, talking Keith Lee, talking Matt Riddle, um, it's still in the grand scheme of things, especially to the more casual viewer who does not dissect the, uh, the programming uh, like we uh, do. Uh, it would still be, you know, a, a shock. So there's a golden opportunity to take somebody who is part of your future plans. You know, again, we'll just use Keith Lee or Matt Riddle here as an example. And if they come in the rumble, and they're the ones to eliminate Brock, so they've just gotten over on Brock. They were able to do what 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 uh, 28 other people couldn't do. Um, so they, it's uh, that's almost like the equivalent of like a, a win. He's almost like the equivalent of beating Brock, but Brock's still your champion, so you still have him as champion. And if that then leads to a match at Mania, a Brock versus said person, Keith Lee or Matt Riddle, who who, who eliminates him, even 
even if Brock still retains the title, even if if if, if said you know young star doesn't win at Mania, they still have been elevated. They're still better off for it. Um, assuming they at least got you know some shots in on in the match. Assuming it's not a sixty second squash match. Um, you know, so so even if WWE is not ready to put the WWE title on uh, Matt Riddle, you could still again heavily elevate he or Keith Lee or whomever. Um, so that this, this rumble really provides a golden opportunity. It, it, it does, it does, and I think Keith Lee is a good pick here. Riddle obviously would be awesome to see that happen with him and Brock. Um, and almost it's almost like too good. I know they won't do it. Um, but the other one I think from NXT that would be very compelling as a winner would be Ciampa, right? And, you know, somebody else could eliminate Brock. You know, Riddle takes out Brock. Ciampa takes out somebody at the end. And Ciampa can make the case that he doesn't want the, the Universal or WWE Championship. He wants Goldie back. And he makes this about the NXT title. That's a very interesting statement you could make on your own about not just Ciampa winning the match here, but also the importance of the NXT Championship, you know? Well, true. Yeah, that's and that's another route you can go. You know, you can go the route where Brock and, and and another person aren't the last two, and like you just said, somebody could eliminate Brock. So now, so now you have your Brock opponent. You have now you have somebody who just got over on Brock, and you have your Brock opponent for Mania. But somebody else, yeah, could win the Rumble, and they could declare, you know, I want, you know, I want the Fiend, or yeah, I want the NXT title. So yeah, I mean, there's there's ways to accomplish a lot of business um, out of this this Rumble. So this might this might be the most this might be the most intriguing rumble. Yeah, uh, in several years, I'd, I'd have to really look. I'd have to go back and look at paper, and, and then watch the tapes and look at what what the situation and context was of the state of WWE um, to to see which year it was last the most interesting. But this, given the given the thing, given AEW, given NXT, everything, all the pieces, this seems like the the most interesting uh, rumble in a while. I, I 100% agree with that. I am so on the hook. Um, well, and looking further, uh, even even further down the line, I should say, uh, at WrestleMania, it looks like actor-comedian Fluffy Gabriel Iglesias will be at WWE's WrestleMania 36 and the post-Mania Raw in Tampa, Florida. The upcoming dates, uh, scroller shown at the end of some of Fluffy's recent YouTube videos, uh, have him listed for WrestleMania 36 uh, from Friday, April 3rd to the 4th. He's listed for Tampa, Florida on the 5th which is WrestleMania. The scroller also lists him on Raw on April 6th. It's, it's just interesting to note this because uh, these WWE dates are not listed on his official touring schedule on his website, including uh, indicating that these could possibly be WWE-related appearances, not a regular touring performance from Iglesias. I find it a little hard to believe, Justin, that like his personal scheduler just was like, oh, I'm going to put his real schedule up on the end of his videos <laughs> and leave it off of his on his website. But stranger things have happened. But that's kind of what I'm, I'm gleaning ha- may have happened here from the way this is described, right? Yeah, maybe. And I can certainly see him going into the celebrity wing. He's been a sure, you know, he's a, he's a real notable fan. I I, I know uh, a couple years ago I was at a SummerSlam, I was sitting in, in the suite like I do with Ticket King, and um, yeah, and he he was in. You know, he he, he I, I saw him low key you know, going through the hallway. You know, and he was very gracious with fans. But yeah, he's he's always he always pops up at WWE shows. He's always yeah. there. He's a huge fan. Um, so yeah, I could I could definitely yeah. see him in the celebrity. Wing. If there's if there's Hall of Fame buzz around him, he is tempting fates here by going and appearing as the master of ceremony, uh, master of ceremonies on the cruise ship hosted currently by AEW World Champion Chris Jericho. So, uh, you know, look, uh, Jay and Silent Bob, they got their <laughs> they got their SmackDown premier blue carpet invite pulled after AEW dynamite. So I'm just saying, if you think you're going to the hall of fame, eh, I don't know if I'd be go hosting events at the, the cruise ship for Jericho. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's 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 fair career advice from Nick Houseman. Uh But in, speaking of AEW, that was our pivot story, the one that ties it all together here. Uh, AEW released a video addressing. Remember that uh, last show of the year, AEW Dynamite, the uh, Dark Order attacks, and there was that one little minion that couldn't really get those punches, you know, laid yes. in there. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, 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 yes. Well, here we are. <laughs> Four weeks later, a month later, and AEW is finally addressing the controversy around that in the in the way that they only they can. Uh, they've released a video. Uh, in the video, Evil Uno is talking to the off-camera Exalted One. First of all, what do you think of the Dr. Claw Exalted One gimmick it for the Dark Order at the moment? Uh, it's got people talking. Anytime you have identity you know, in, in question, that's always a, that's a, that, that's a classic pro wrestling hook there. I, I love the love-hate relationship with the Dark Order and the fans. You know, it's like I genuinely enjoy them most of the time, but sometimes they do stuff, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I think it comes down to they, they're really good, and po- it's, it's a really good presentation when it's pre-produced and edited and, and can be done however you need to, however many takes. They, they, they don't seem to necessarily shine <laughs> in the live situation in front of the live crowd. Why are they buying commercial time? To threaten the elite, and the elite's like, we will let this air. We'll take your money. Thank you, Dark Order. I don't know. Uh, anyway, back to this video here, which I really liked. Uh, he, uh, The Exalted One, uh, he promises their leader, the Evil Uno does, that they are taking, uh, that everything is taken care of in regards to the elite. As Evil Uno gets up to leave, the Exalted One makes him stay. He says, I want the weak one gone, at which time the clip of the botched weak minion throwing weak punches is shown. Evil Uno then says it will be done. The video cuts the Dark Order speaking with the weak one who's like hidden behind the camera. You don't see them face on. Uh, he says, look at me. Did you think we'd not find out? Did you do you work for someone else? Asks Evil Uno. Why did you join, join the Dark Order? Why did you show weakness? Uh, I'm disappointed in you. You showed so much potential. Why did you do it? Just tell me. I want the truth. This guy refuses to talk. He's obviously working for somebody. Uh, Uno calls Stu Grayson over who delivers a single punch to metaphorically knock out the weak one as the video cuts out. Uh, the decision to make uh, the botch into a storyline seems to have been re- well-received by AEW's fan base as nearly every comment on their YouTube video is applauding the company for doing so. Um, I watched this this morning. I really liked it. I thought it was smart. It is the epitome of why AEW and the Bucks work as an alternative. I don't think you'd ever see this from WWE. Just perfect leaning in calling out something that they did that was that did not work and making the best of it and they do this every time justin i'm i'm very impressed by their ability to lean in so successfully consistently yeah i think they handled it well uh, and they they actually did acknowledge this one time prior i think right after <clears throat> right after the 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 botched punches aired i think it was like the next b in the elite series I, I i feel like the i feel like it was addressed there i feel like they they parodied that if i am recalling correctly um i'm sure somebody will correct me if i'm wrong but i think that's what they did they they somebody did jump on somebody else and was doing the really bad punches uh, but nonetheless i i do i do like the fact they actually with the dark order are yeah acknowledged yeah and um yeah you're right ww if WWE had a uh uh you know had a had an extra had an independent had a local wrestler who was under a mask to do something and you know, through those kind of bad strikes, they they would you know they they WWE would not be inclined, at least from history tells us to uh, no. to to laugh at themselves essentially, and then try to make it work into a coherent storyline. They'd probably push the guy, probably bring him back. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be somebody's new gimmick, is they have terrible punches. 
God, we're getting buzzed. We got to do more of this. Are you, do you think we shouldn't just call it out? Maybe bury it, move on? No, God damn it. This is our new Gilbert right here. Um, so the AEW NXT uh, fans uh, took it to another level. A couple of them in New York. They vandalized this NXT USA advertisement at a subway station. AEW is spray painted in white over uh, NXT. B Elite was uh, spray painted over the We Air NXT logo. And then they spray painted TNT over USA. It looked like something straight out of like 97, 98 NWO. But you guys don't go out and vandalize advertisements like this. I don't think, I don't want to say this was a cool bit of guerrilla marketing here by whichever person decided to go out and, and be a vandal, you know? Never mind. You're, I mean, like you're risking, you're risking a fine or arrest for what? <laughs> to, you know, to, to just, just do what you could do otherwise on social media for free and, and just, voice you that you like AEW better. I don't know. It's just kind of just, just uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of stupid. Did you really. see did you see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? No. You have a child. I didn't know if you maybe you watched it. Well, I watched it. Uh it's very good. It's a star it's a Spider-Man movie. It's like a cartoon movie. It's very good. And this Spider-Man and this is a young kid who is a tag artist. And they uh they make him a vandal, which I think is a bold move on their part, but you know, it's a very good film. Uh, maybe it was a re- maybe it was a wrestler facade. Maybe it was his way to. Maybe it's, like, maybe it's his tease that he's going to AEW. There it is. So anyway, um, well, we have uh, two last notes here uh, about a couple of women from the world of pro wrestling. The first one about Eva Marie. Uh, she called out um, Qantas Airline on social media for what she's labeling as gender discrimination. Uh, she posted on Twitter. She tried to enter into Qantas Airlines business lounge in her activewear, but was denied entry. Because of what she had on, she said in 2020, Qantas Airlines Melbourne won't allow a woman holding a business class ticket to enter their business class lounge in activewear. My business is fitness and an active lifestyle. Qantas prefers their women in a dress. Hashtag gender discrimination. She then had another tweet in which she called out the double standard of her husband being allowed entry when he was also wearing activewear. He's photographed wearing a T-shirt and shorts. Uh, she said, clarification, this is not a dress code violation. I support a business's right to enforce equitable dress code standards. However, my husband was allowed in, no problem, while wearing this, while I was kicked out for wearing this. My issue is that standards should be equitably enforced at Qantas. Yeah, this. I think she's got a good point here, Justin. Not to mention, if you see her in her activewear, she looks phenomenal. So who the hell would kick her out and tell yeah, her to man. We don't want you. We don't want this beautiful woman wearing her workout gear in our in our business. Come on, what? The reason there's a reason why, like once every so many weeks, I see ridiculous trends like on Twitter. You know, uh, yoga pants or hot girl in yoga pants. Like there's other. There's other it just it must have, it must have obviously been a female who was uh, enamored with her husband Jonathan, uh, showing off his physique and his activewear, and was threatened <sighs> and wanted to tell Eva Marie to go change so dumb so anyway we'll see if anything comes of this but i i'm with eva on this one i think that this was wrong uh and this last note here very scary story uh, to wake up to here uh oscar narrowly escaped a shooting at the fashion show mall in las vegas last night eight news now is reporting that the las vegas metro police are investigating a shooting that happened last evening at the fashion show mall there are reportedly three people that were injured due to the shooting. WWE star Asuka was at the mall at the time of the shooting. She tweeted about the situation, updating fans that she escaped and noted that it was a guest store that protected her. She wrote, I just escaped. There was a scream in front of me. 
at Fashion Show Mall. It was like sh- it was like a shooting guest near the shooting range protected me. That's where she hid. Um, I uh, I've unfortunately been uh, I got I was in a restaurant during a drive-by shooting, so I had to like hit the floor and hide under a table. Um, it was one of the scariest moments. It was I wouldn't say one of. It was the scariest moment of my entire life. And I read this and it just all kind of flushed back to me. Um, I, I'm genuinely sending my best out to Oscar and everyone in that situation because, you know, physically you walk away unharmed. But uh, it, it, it's going to carry with you here. And Asuka obviously is, you know, she just went through her thing with Io Shirai, where I'm sure that was hard on her as well, where her friend got injured. But uh, this to happen right now. Uh, I just want to send out my best and, you know, remind everybody that, uh, you know, this stuff does happen, unfortunately, in America right now. And um, this is very sad, you know, just unfortunate, Justin. Yeah, very unfortunate. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, to go through that kind of experience, that stays with you, even if you come out physically uh, fine. That, 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 that's an unsettling, unsettling, unsettling experience you then have to go through life never forgetting and then might even be enhanced when you're a person of a public figure like she is and you're constantly in crowds and oh you constantly have people mobbed around you I can't even as imagine. you're, as you're oh. going to hotels, going to arenas and, and, uh, it just starts to put something in the back of your mind. So very scary. Glad she's okay. Hard kills tomorrow, huh? That's where we're at. Two rascals have been put down and there's one rascal remaining. Last month it was Daz in Michigan. Last night it was Wentz in San Antonio, and tomorrow it's Trey's turn to fold just like his punk-ass friends. So let's talk. What do we want to talk about? Uh, if you retain your title on Sunday... Uh, when? When you retain your title on Sunday, where do you hope to take the X Division in 2020? Well, I've, take, I've taken the X Division to the Triple X Division thus far. <laughs> it only took me eight months inside of the inside of Impact Wrestling to uh, to capture this. So I think there's uh, I think there's big things ahead for me, and there's big things ahead for my division in 2020. Uh, I was wondering, uh, Nick Hasman Wrestling, can you take us back to Bound for Glory, winning that match and what it meant to you? I felt like that was uh, arguably the biggest moment of your career so far. Yeah, it absolutely was. It. Um, it was. I, I, I've been talking about. I've been talking about uh, an age old, an age old phrase all weekend. That weekend, it was manifest destiny. It was the idea that I, I've made a career thus far off of putting myself in the right place at the right time and being nothing short of an opportunist. And uh, Bound for Glory was perfect evidence of that. It was. It was me putting it into the universe that this was my destiny, and then manifesting that destiny in front of. A sold-out crowd in Chicago for Bound for Glory. Huge moment. Obviously, things have come very quickly for you. Um, you burst on the scene almost out of nowhere in Impact. Talk about some of the influences you've had, either those who have helped train you or those you've studied. Uh, what, who have been some of the people who have kind of inspired you as you've had this huge trajectory forward? Well, as a kid, of course, Jeff Hardy was, was my favorite wrestler for a very long time, um, which is perfect. Jeff Hardy, Rob Van Dam, of course, being in the locker room with him now is, is awesome. Um, but uh, my training originally comes from the Wild Samoans, and uh, that is a found, a, 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 the most solid foundation that you can have getting into the wrestling business. It, it teaches you everything you need to know about the, 
the, the bare bones rules as far as respect goes and respecting the ring and respecting the people you work with and respecting the business that you're in. And then from there, uh, I, my views were broadened when I started spending more time on the East Coast with uh, Combat Zone Wrestling and, um, and everybody that came with that. And then, uh, yeah, it's just been, it's been a con- I don't like to stay anywhere for more than like a year and a half. So I like to just change my environment, change the people I'm learning from, change, just change it up always because you can never learn enough. I would be remiss if I didn't ask as a follow-up to that is how long do you see yourself with impact wrestling if that's the case well um, I'm I'm on I'm signed for at least three years and uh, I'm only eight uh, well nine months into that now so we've got time I'm gonna be here for a long time so you mentioned that you are taking the X division into uh, a new direction and some would say that that's kind of distracting from the core of what the X Division is historically. Uh, how would you respond to that? Historically, here is what history is. History is is whoever's making that history. Am I wrong? And I'm making that history now. So this division is whatever I say this division is. So historically, it doesn't matter. What matters is me right now. Uh, we've seen you run with uh, Reno Scum in the past. Uh, is it possible they could make an appearance to secure a title win for you on Sunday? Do you, do you think that I need them to secure a title win on Sunday? Is that what you're saying? No, That's not what you're saying. All right. Well, there's some there's there's some good friends of mine. So so if I need them, should the rascals decide that they need to help their boy out, well, I've got my boys as well. You mentioned not wanting to sit around for too long. Innately, where does that come from within you like that? Got to keep moving at it. Um, that's, that's just kind of been a habit of mine since I was a kid. I, I, I could never be involved in enough activities. I could never sit at home and, uh, and, and just like play video games or whatever, you know. It was always, I did musical theater, I skateboarded, I practiced parkour. Like, I just had all, anything that interested me artistically, I invested as much time as I possibly could have in from, from, from morning till, till night. It was, I, I hardly spent any time at home. I would stay at friends' houses more often than not just because I liked to constantly be, it's all about the experience for me, is experiencing life and everything life has to offer. So I, I constantly putting myself in the right place at the right time, as I said earlier, putting, my play, putting myself in a place to experience all that I can. So. That carried right over into wrestling when I got into wrestling, and it was I spent a year, year and a half with the Samoans, and then sort of spent a year, year and a half kind of traveling the East Coast, and then went to uh, the Midwest where I've been for almost two years now. So you know, it's just got to keep moving. Uh- can I ask what your background in musical theater is? Like, I'm kind of interested to know what roles you played. If it wasn't professional wrestling, musical theater is probably what I would be most into right now. Um, it, uh, I started it middle school, I think. Yeah, it was middle school. I did my first show, um, and uh, I've been in 14 productions. Yeah, 14 productions since then, on stage productions. Uh, if I had time for it right now, I would still do community theater whenever I could, if, if, if it was possible. 
but uh, I just do not have the kind of time for that right now. But hopefully that's something I'll be able to keep around in my life. What's your, what's sure. your favorite role? Do you have a favorite musical theater role? Well, uh, Titanic was a very emotional show to be a part of, um, especially because that was my senior year of high school. So real tears on stage because like me and my senior class, like we were saying goodbye to each other, essentially. It was the last time we were going to be on stage together. And we had been doing shows together for how many years before, since then, since dating back to middle school. So uh, Titanic was a really, really very emotional one to get into. Uh, I also got to do Les Mis, which is a classic through and through. Were you Jean Valjean? Uh, I was not. I was, um, uh, oh, what did I do in Les Mis? I was one of the, I was like one of the, one of the revolutionary guys. Okay. And then, um, I usually I, I usually did a couple different roles in every show that I did, especially because I was one of the few guys that was able to dance well. So they would always put me in positions to do that, and uh, the acrobatics always got to come into play during musicals as well. They always gave me a chance to to get my my acrobatic stuff in while I was doing the shows. Hmm. Uh, there are some ties with you and uh, Sammy Callahan due to your involvement with Pro Wrestling Revolver. Is teaming up with OV or some involvement in OV, OV, something we can see in your future? Uh, I, I've helped OV out uh, on a few occasions now because um, I, I, I do, I, I have to admit it, I do owe, I do owe a little bit of, uh, of how far I've come to OV because it was, it was them, them taking me under, the, under their wing in the Midwest. That, that's, that's what led to my involvement in the Midwest at all. After I, was done, after I had done my East Coast stuff for a while and I was feeling like it was time to move on from that, they were the ones that brought me out to the Midwest and I lived with them and, and they taught me more than I could, could have you know, ever even imagined at the time. And um, uh, yeah, a, a couple times at OVW, I, I've helped out the, the OV crowd. Uh, a couple of times in Blackcraft, in a couple of different areas like that. Yeah, so I mean, if they hey, if they need a hand, I'll lend a hand. But they definitely have enough firepower on their own. Yeah, time for one more. Um, so this uh, Sunday at Hard to Kill, you'll be going up against Trey Miguel. And you've taken more of a personal approach in this match with Trey Miguel, and it's really gotten him very amped up, very riled up. Was that your intention the entire time? Let's talk about let's talk about personal business with Trey Miguel a little bit. Me and Trey Miguel go way back. Maybe not as far back as he does with his boys, but my first match in the Midwest when I broke into that scene with, with OVE and met them, my first match in the Midwest was uh, a multi-man match for uh, a championship, and Trey won that match. He beat me in that match, actually. And him and I went back and forth a little bit in that promotion at that time, and we were both very young. We were both still doing a lot to discover ourselves. He had just come out to the Midwest scene as well to try to, to grow and uh, get out of the, the area that he was stuck in. and. Um, so we did a lot of growing and learning together, and uh, we even lived together. We were roommates for a while in, uh, out in, that, in, the, in the Midwest wrestling houses. And um, yeah, so it, there was, there's always been a little bit of friendly competition between me and Trey. And uh, he got here a little bit before I did, but then I got here, and uh, we saw who the better man was. And he didn't like that. 
So personal business, well, personal business aside, it's all about being smart. And I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do to keep this. So if that means things need to get a little personal with Trey, then that's what's gonna happen. Mind, mind is, a, is an easy thing to play with. And it's a, it's a very beneficial tool in all of this. You can be as athletic as you wanna be, you can be as strong as you wanna be, but if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're clouded with anger, with, with uh, jealousy, with emotion, like I believe Trey is clearly, then it's, it's all about the advantage. And the advantage is on me right now. Champion's advantage. First things first, I'm gonna need quiet and I'm gonna need one at a time. Cause I can't hear too good out of this ear. I don't know if you watched the match, but Trey might've blown this eardrum. So if I can't understand you, my friends here are gonna repeat the question. And if I don't like your question, I'm not gonna answer your question, okay? Still the X Division champion. So there's the answer to 90% of your questions. Let's have it. Uh, Nick Hausman with Wrestling Inc. What was the motivation behind confronting Trey's mom ringside following the match? Have you been watching the product? I yeah, just... yeah. Trey's mom is an, is an integral part of this whole thing. So my motivation behind that was winning the match because Trey's very emotional when it comes to his mother. I feel like he's got some mommy issues, you know? So it worked, didn't it? Yeah. All right. Considering that, that it seemed like a big majority of the crowd was against you, how sweeter was this W for you knowing that more than half the crowd was rooting against you? Against me? Were they against me? Is that true? Is that true? Is that true? See, here's the, here's, here's the championship mentality. I don't care who's with me or against me because I'm the champion. All I need is my guys with me and I'm good. Trey's got his boys. I've got my boys. Everybody needs somebody watching their back. Fans watch. That's what the fans do. Um, even though you beat Trey, it looks like there's still uh, some unfinished business between not only you and Trey, but also with the Rascals. Um, what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts on that. The only unfinished business I'm concerned with is between me and Miss Miguel. Okay? So, that's where the focus is now. Trey's in the past. I'm looking towards the future misses if you catch my drift. Thank you very much, Justin, for joining me at the top of the show to talk the news today. Uh, thank you to Impact Wrestling uh, for the time with Ace Austin. I, again, I just really enjoyed that. I'm very excited to see what Ace has to do here in the years to come. He's still exceptionally young. Uh, very talented. Uh, and thank you all for tuning in here. Like I said at the top of the show, this was uh, the penultimate episode of The Winkly. Tomorrow's episode with Justin and I, that's it. We are closing up shop. I am taking the I'm taking uh, the Winkly, uh, let's call the Winkly, Old Yeller, and I'm going to take the Winkly behind the shed, and we're going to be done with the Winkly here. The Winkly has become rabid. The Winkly is rabid. We're, move, we're, move, we're moving uptown. That's what we're doing. We're moving on up. Um, and uh, we are, we're launching the Wrestling Inc. Daily. Uh, it's a nice... 
nice new title. We got a beautiful logo. Go find the Wrestling Inc. Daily over on iTunes. Subscribe so you get the very first episode this coming Monday uh, when we debut. Uh, I will have Michael Weissman to co-host that day. And our very first guest for the Winkly, or not the Winkly, the Wrestling Inc. Daily. I got to break my habits here. The very first episode of the Wrestling Inc. Daily this Monday will be Killer Cross. And it's a great talk. And uh, I'm very happy that Cross agreed to uh, to do, do do the chat with me. He's very buzzy right now. Um, and uh, find us at Wink Daily on Twitter. We will uh, be tweeting out tonight during AEW Dynamite, getting y'all's thoughts. And uh, on that note, um, I did put out a tweet last night, Justin, as the Wrestling Inc. Daily, at Wink Daily. And I'm going to pull up the Twitter account here. By the way, we are up to seven. How is it? 76 followers here. Just a couple days, Justin. It's impressive. We're going to get to over 100 Those- by Monday. And they'll, yeah, they'll start to crank up as we start putting out the mm. new episodes. And uh, and I'll just say, if you're, you know, so now you're going to have five days, Monday through Friday of, of 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 the Wrestling Inc. Daily. And then if you're looking for some some Saturday talk, like I said, I'm going to have my Wrestling Rally podcast as we're here on the Road to Mania um, coming out on Saturday. So you can have some of that. We'll, I'll be back this Saturday with that. Uh, and also, it, I, I'm not going to give the details just yet, but we do have our Wrestling Inc. Mania weekend party and all basically figured out. So all I'll just say to all of you that, that have been curious, hey, can I come out and see, you know, Matt Morgan and Nick and, and myself and Garage and, and Glenn is, is to try to keep your Friday afternoon, uh, try to keep your Friday happy hour time uh, in Tampa that WrestleMania weekend uh, open to indulge with us. And we'll have details out public soon. Yeah, I, I'm very excited about that. I'm happy I got moved to Friday, by the way. We had other plans initially, but now you can come hang out with me on Friday. Wrestling party and then Saturday Bullet Club Beach party. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Come hang out both days. Uh, all right. So anyway, I want to get back to the, the the Twitter account here real quick, Justin. So last night was Tuesday night. Tuesday night meets Impact Wrestling, and I wanted the account to engage with Impact Wrestling fans last night. You know, really focused on the engagement here. So we ran a poll asking people what's their favorite part of Impact Wrestling right now. Let's start there. We'll get more specific with time and polls with Impact. But uh, we had over 570 votes. The, the top-ranked thing at 41% was Tessa Blanchard and OVE, what they're doing in the main right now. Second place with 29% was Ken Shamrock. And third place was a tie between the knockouts and other. We had a couple responses here. Blood Rain, 75. He likes everything. Um, we had Combat Wrestling. Or wait, what's the uh, at Wrestling Combat? Uh, they said, how could it be anything other than Ken Shamrock, which I agree with. Um, we had Griffin Noel. Uh, Edwards versus Elgin is their thing right now. And uh, I am... Uh, wait, let's see here. I am Rashad H. He said the North, which I thought was a very good pick as well. So just a couple of things. I saw a couple shout outs from Rob Van Dam and the ladies, but it's just interesting to see here, Justin, you know, with all the wrestling going on throughout the week, we had a lot of responses here from passionate impact fans that had a wide range of things they seem to enjoy on that show right now. And that's, that's if, if you're booking a wrestling company, that's what you want to hear. You want to hear that you got something for everybody. Yeah, I agree. They're tagged. The North is really picked up. I was very impressed with what Ethan uh, said at the presser about the North picking up the mantle when LAX left the promotion and uh, making that their division because uh, there seemed to be a void there. And they've done that very effectively. And Ken Shamrock, yeah, man, that was my pick. So. Yeah, we've had the North here in Pittsburgh at IWC Wrestling quite a bit in the last uh, few months. And, yeah, I mean, they got they're, 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 they got momentum right now as a tag team for sure. Yeah, and they have visas so they can work <laughs> legally, which is good because they're Canadians. Um, yeah, so uh, they're great. And, man, Ken Shamrock, dude. I was in Dallas. I saw him. I was he was. I saw him in Chicago. I saw him again in Dallas. Dude, that guy can still go. He ripped. He's ripping out planches, man. I mean, this guy's crazy. Maybe he. Maybe, I was gonna say maybe 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 he's gonna surprise. Maybe he'll he'll become a number thirty at uh, 
at uh, the Rumble, and now we got a you know, Ken Shamrock at Impact up against Brock Lesnar. And he's, he's committed, man. I, he's committed to Impact, and I, I honestly would not be shocked at all to see Ken hold the, the top title in Impact in 2020. I think that's where this is going, honestly. So what a what a year to be alive. Yeah. Um, and of course, uh, this Sunday, we're going to be doing the Royal Rumble viewing party at Replay Lincoln Park, Chicago. It is free to attend. There will be wrestlers from Freelance Wrestling and Warrior Wrestling. There will also be free arcade games, drink specials, uh, so much more. I'm thrilled. This is legitimately my favorite bar in Chicago. I can't believe this is happening. My lifelong dream of creating the Ninja Turtles Foot Clan layer from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1 is coming to life and you can come live that reality with me. It's incredible. And it's free. Uh, as long as you're over 21. Uh, and, uh, tomorrow on the show, the last Winkly, our very last guest of this before we put it down for good is moose. And then, uh, that's it. So tomorrow, come back the final Winkly and then starting Monday. It's the wrestling Inc daily. We got our own feed, RSS feed, go subscribe. So you can get it. Uh, when we launch on Monday, five days a week, starting on uh, next Monday, Justin, what do you want to plug for what put over here before we wrap up the show today? Uh, like I said, I'll uh, you can listen to me on uh, Saturday on my podcast uh, there, Wrestling Reality. Uh, find that feed. It's presented by Ticket King. Save 15% off of any tickets you need for anything, wrestling or otherwise. Just use the code LABARFAN, and then I'll talk to everybody tonight after AEW and NXT on the Wrestling Inc. YouTube channel. Wonderful. And I am now at House Rebel, H-A-U-S Rebel. Dan Housen got me in the mood to embrace my housedness. Um, so go follow me on Twitter. Uh, thank you all very uh, much for tuning into the show. And remember, if you winked, you didn't miss it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.